Once again, I am Deputy Editor Michael Beck of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We got to another interesting uh, topic here tonight, and that's kind of where the Steelers are going to turn to their starters in uh, 2020 here. Uh, Obviously, kicking things off the top, the most important name that uh, we can always – all reliable throughout there. And if he's not starting week one, I think uh, there's reason to be uh, super concerned about the season one, Mr. Uh, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. He is, um, he is the franchise quarterback that so much uh, have really grown up on, uh, have watched throughout his entire career. Um, he is a guy that, um, he really takes over, uh, Steelers offense, the Steelers locker room. And we didn't really notice that much of an impact, I suppose I'm trying to say, because when he was gone, um, we, we felt, we felt the loss of big Ben. Um, and in 2018, I think, uh, so many of us, uh, just kind of felt the luxury of having a franchise quarterback. Uh, and it, it had, at that point, it had been, I believe, 15 years with having a guy that you didn't have to worry about at quarterback. And you look at some other teams across the NFL. You can look at, across at the in the AFC North and look at Cleveland, who seemingly has one or two different quarterbacks every single season. Um, it's a luxury that um, I think a lot of us have taken for granted, and it kind of smacked us in the mouth a little bit when uh, Ben went down so abruptly last year. Um, and you know what? I, I don't think a lot of us are prepared for uh, the – uh, imminent retire of Ben Roethlisberger. It's probably not. Uh, it's probably not uh, coming in a year or even two years. I don't think. But um, when it does happen, it is going to sting. But um, Ben is. He is our quarterback. He is our leader. As long as he's the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, the Steelers are competing for a Super Bowl. Um, he, he could be in year twenty. He, you could throw it back to year eight. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is. Um, Arguably the greatest uh, quarterback in franchise history. Um, I think guys would uh, probably argue that he is the greatest uh, quarterback in franchise history, comparing to him to the great Terry Bradshaw. Um, those four Super Bowl titles are are uh, pretty pretty darn impressive. But um, he did it uh, in the non free agency era, and that team just couldn't be ripped apart. I could only imagine the '70 Steelers what they would look like come 1979 uh, if you had to pay all those guys. Um, all that money, just because uh, you look at the great teams nowadays, and they really are ripped apart by the salary cap. So it's uh, it's definitely an interesting look um, when you compare the two. It's kind of hard because of the errors that they played in. But uh, if Ben Roethlisberger were to put up another ring in his career, I think you could undoubtedly say he is the greatest quarterback in franchise history. Of course, he already has all those statistical um, uh, leader spots. But again, the era he played in. But um, Ben is our starting quarterback. He will be in 2020. He will be in 2021. And I sure hope he will be again in 2022. Um, Moving things back to running back. I think uh, undoubtedly, unless there's an injury that I'm sure someone's going to point out in the live chat, James Connor. Um, He obviously battled, he's battled a ton of stuff. And uh, one of the surprise non opt outs of the kind of opt out period, of course, with his battles with cancer, um, James Conner is uh, is definitely a warrior, and he he is putting himself at risk a little bit just because uh, um, because of everything that he's gone through. Uh, obviously, he's a little bit higher risk with everything that's going on, but um, he is still um, the workhorse of this backfield. And the Steelers, um, when the Steelers think of James Conner, 
you know, I, I know some of us are quick to say, um, it's probably time to move on, but uh, he is the guy that they turn to. Uh, they turn to him on first, second, and third down. Short yarded situations, passing situations. James Conner has been their guy, and he has been since he took over from Le'Veon Bell in 2018. He is someone that uh, can can have that thousand yard potential if he is a, a healthy back. But now that there's probably going to be four running backs on this roster, I think the team's going to have to spread the ball, spread the love around a little bit, just because. You don't want to wear out James Conner, I don't think. And obviously, um, I think we've learned uh, from the last couple seasons, uh, the running back position gets a ton of wear. Wear and tear on the body. Uh, and James Conner has obviously been through the ringer already. And you know what? I think I think if we got any fantasy football players uh, out there, I think uh, he's someone to uh, consider in your leagues because his value is going to be pretty low. But he is a guy that um, is definitely one of the better backs um, on the Steelers roster. Um, he is the, their workhorse for a reason, and he, come week one, is going to be the starter again. Um, as Awesome Stuff says, he hopes Connor uh, puts up another Pro Bowl uh, year. You know what? If he does that, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Steelers are uh, a playoff team. Um, I think the best way to go about it, though, is to committee the ball a little bit more. Um, and you know what? If uh, if there are some cap casualties in 2021, um, I think the way this backfield shapes up is uh, some sort of duo of Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland Jr. Um, I've, I've chatted about that a little more in depth in the past, but um, if that's the case, then you still get those some reps to see what they can kind of do and carve out the their, their role in a duo type backfield in the future. But uh, James Conner is still someone that should, if he's somewhat healthy, should be flowing with 300 touches. Um, and uh, he is he is going to be their starter come week one. Of course, um, our wide receiver spots, it's a little interesting here because um, just based on the shorter offseason, I think we are going to see um, three names potentially in that start in the starting lineup. So that first play, it's a little tough to predict the formation, but um, I'm I'm saying the Steelers are going going out three wide, but and it's going to be the the veteran guys that uh, that are uh, sitting at the top of the roster already in Juju Smith Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington. Um, I know uh, I know a lot of us, myself included, are super high on Chase Claypool, but. Um, Chase hasn't had uh, the opportunity to get a whole lot of reps at all. He's not going to get any preseason games, uh, no mini camp, no rookie camp, no OTAs. He is going to be thrown into the fire, and I don't think it'd be fair for the Steelers just to throw him in on the first nap and say, hey, good luck, kid. But it would be kind of a Steelers move to uh, throw him out there on the field and make him run a go route and just throw it up to him and say, here you go, here's your shot. Welcome to the NFL. That wouldn't surprise me. But uh, I don't think that's the the way they're going to go about it. Um, I think uh, I think the, the veteran guys on this roster probably take that first snap. I wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, Ben were to throw to Juju on that first play, going deep, just like, hey, we are back, both of us. Um, NFL, you've been put on notice. Uh, week one, play one, New York Giants Monday Night Football. That if I had to predict a play, that's what I'm that's what I'm dialing up right now. Um, Oftentimes, when Ben uh, is coming back off an injury, he uh, will just sling it down the field and uh, in his first play. So, to be honest, if I was a betting man, I would put uh, I'd put my money on that being the first play of the game. Um, 
the other wide receivers, of course, Deontay Johnson, I think someone who has thousand yard potential and James Washington, who will be um, the next uh, feature, my A to Z segment um, that will be out August 15th for uh, those of you listening on our podcast platform um, is Mr. James Washington. And I am kind of predicting for him a little bit of a uh, step back sort of a year. Um, Not so much um, in uh, his, uh, in his uh, physical uh, growth in the, as a football player, but statistically um, I think it's just going to happen because of uh, um, just because of what's uh, above him on the depth chart. Of course, uh, both Juju and Deontay missed a little bit of time last year with injury and uh, James Washington kind of flourished as uh, as someone getting some higher targets. So I, I kind of expect a little bit less yardage, a little bit less receptions out of him, but um, I think he is definitely going to be, um, a guy that features a little bit more in 2021 if a Juju Smith-Schuster is to team the agents team can't straight up can't afford him. Um, moving things on to tight end, another guy I picked to be on the field um, is on an incumbent. And it's not going to be Vance McDonald, but I think Eric Ebron um, lines up uh, on the field come play one. Uh, and it, it kind of boils down to um, the Steelers loving to say, this is what we got. Here we go. Um, and, you know, Ben on the play one, I guarantee it. Um, if it, if it's on the Vegas betting odds, you heard it here first. Uh, uh, if you if you lose money on that, um, uh, you, you can't blame me though. But <laughs> um, if there are odds on what the first play of the game is going to be, I'm uh, calling a Ben Roethlisberger pass. Um, and Eric Ebron could also be a target of that, just just based on his uh, coming back from an ankle uh, injury himself. And uh, his love affair with the Steelers, of course, has blown up all over social media already. When it comes to the offensive line, uh, I don't think there's going to be too many uh, too many uh, big uh, surprises here. And what probably is Al staying at that all important left tackle spot. He is in the contract year, uh, as well as uh, some other guys on this offensive line. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Big Al is kind of winding down his career a little bit. And I don't know if the Steelers are going to be able to afford. Um, especially if he's uh, expecting a, the same numbers from his uh, contract or that he uh, is currently on, but uh, Big Al again, um, Alejandro Villanueva will be that starting left tackle. I think mostly because, uh, and if you think he had a down, have to keep reiterating the fact he played a ton of outstanding pass rushers, both the Bosa brothers, Jadavian Clowney, Miles Garrett, of course. Um, he he has had one of the toughest 2019 seasons and he played with quarterbacks that uh, he wasn't uh, didn't have the chemistry with because of course Ben Roethlisberger's great at stepping up in the pocket. Uh, Hodges and Rudolph struggled a, a bit at, uh, at doing that uh, a few times in 2019. So I, I'd expect to bounce back from uh, Villanueva at guard. I got Filer kicking uh, back in. Of course, he kind of started last year at guard. Uh, injury concerns made him bounce out to tackle. Now he's bouncing back to guard. In training camp, he's uh, pretty much exclusively played as a guard, um, and I fully expect him to be the starting left guard on this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Um, I think he would have taken the job over Ramon Foster a year ago if that uh, if that's what happened. So I fully expect Filer to be that starting left guard. Um, at center, uh, old reliable again. Marquise Pouncey isn't going anywhere. He'll be the starting center again, um, and he uh, he'll push to be another uh, Pro Bowl player. Um, I, I think his play kind of regressed uh, marginally last year, um, but he's still a beloved member of the Steelers team, and Steelers fans love voting our, our guys in the Pro Bowl. So I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, if he got the nod another time at guard. David DeCastro, 
what's there to say about him other than um, his decade of dominance that he's uh, already put up in the NFL? I think uh, Big Dave, um, if he were to add a ring to his resume, um, could possibly surpass Alan Fanica in, in a lot of our eyes as the greatest guard in Steelers history. Um, one ring I think pro- might just tie him. Um, th- they've both been dominant of their era. Alan Fanica should be a Hall of Famer. I think David DeCastro with a, with a ring is a Hall of Famer. Um, if he plays another five solid years of all pro Pro Bowl football, he'll be a Hall of Famer. So um, those legacy things are always interesting to me, but uh, DeCastro is going to be your starting guard. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and a name we touched in part one um, of our uh, of our uh, training camp battles uh, podcast uh, at right tackle, I have Mr. Zach Banner. I, I, I'm torn on this one. I, I think I picked uh, Zach a little bit just based on uh, our little chat that we had on uh, behind the steel curtain when he came on the program. Um, I think, uh, I think he is going to take the spot, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if Chukes was the uh, starting right tackle. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think, to be honest with you, I think if uh, Filer were to have uh, kicked into guard last year, I think Chooks would have just been the starter already. But uh, Banner's changed his body. Uh, he's in great shape. Uh, he played a ton last year. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if he played himself in a starting spot. But I again, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a swing tackle and then ended up uh, the starting tackle next year if uh, Big Al were to be moved on from. Kicking over to the defense now, um, this uh, kind of this unit, I think, uh, doesn't have too many surprises. Um, there's some names that um, wouldn't that aren't going to surprise you guys just based on how good they were last year. Um, right off the top, we, we can just talk about T.J. Watt. He is. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen how how many of you guys. Uh, photos of training camp you guys have seen, but uh, TJ looks to have uh, put his uh, strength and conditioning program into another level this year. The man is absolutely shredded. Uh, he's damn near looking like a, like a bodybuilder out there on the field. It, it, it is kind of crazy to think um, a TJ Watt who put up the numbers he did last year that should have been, should have received some more uh, votes for defensive player of the year than he, than he did uh, coming back in an even better shape, but the eye test would tell you that he is um, the man looks like he's on a mission uh, and he seems uh, he seems motivated to say, to say the absolute least. I think TJ Watt, uh, if he wasn't the defense player of the year this year, I think that means one of two things. One, he got injured or uh, two, someone else just went absolutely crazy. Maybe Aaron Donald has 25 sacks of D tackle and there's no way they're not going to give that guy the award. If he can do that um, as an interior defense alignment, but um, I, I can't see it happen. I feel like TJ is going to do something special in 2020. Oh, I hope the season happens because TJ is going to do something crazy. I, again, if uh, if I was a betting man, if uh, if you can bet the odds that he breaks James Harrison's 16 sacks in a season record, I'd put money down that he does. TJ Watt, goodness me, he seems to be uh, a man possessed right now. And I think he's going to be kind of your team MVP again in 2020. Uh, moving th- into our defensive uh, interior here, uh, Cameron Hayward, uh, of course, the defensive leader, uh, double uh, digit sack um, from that inside spot, which is just insane. Coming into a contract year, he's motivated. He wants a Super Bowl. 
he's another guy that I, I, I when it comes to sacks in this defense, any guy on the starting interior four, I wouldn't be surprised if we had four of those guys have double digit sacks because they can, they all have that potential. And <laughs> what's crazy here is um, they're going to be stealing each other's stats because they're going to be beating each other, the quarterback. And potentially if TJ Watt was on a worse team, maybe he could put up 21 sacks. Maybe he just hits 17 this year because Bud Dupree beat him to the quarterback twice. Cameron Hayward beats him to the quarterback. The next name on our starter list, Stefan Tuitt beats him to the quarterback. And with Stefan Tuitt coming back from a pectoral injury, him starting week one is exciting because up until he got injured in week six, he was arguably the best defensive player on that unit last year, which is insane to think about because they had two guys in the conversation defensive player of the year award, not named Stefan Tuitt. Mika Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt, of course, being those guys, but Stefan Tuitt, oh my goodness, if he could be as good as he was a year ago, oh, can this can this defensive unit average less than 10 points a game? Is that is that legitimately possible in the, in today's NFL? I don't understand why these guys are getting slept on so much because you look across the board at this defense, it is special. There's a reason to be excited. Um, they got a guy at every single spot, and I don't know how many defenses throughout history have uh, had that luxury, and they have depth at a lot of these spots too, which blows my mind. Kicking things out again uh, to our other outside linebacker and rounding off our uh, core four, our, our defensive front four, make that Bud Dupree. Mr. Breakout uh, 2019, Mr. Contract, you're playing on the franchise tag, uh, got a big bump in salary when it, when you're playing on that tag, but he's looking for an even bigger payday in 2021. And if he can put up another big season, whew, he is going to get it. He's going to get it somewhere too. Uh, that's probably, unfortunately, not Pittsburgh. So this could be the last year of a really special defense. But um, Bud Dupree, who, oh my goodness. If he can put up another dozen sacks, this this team, I tell you what, is going to do something special. How, how do you? Who are you going to uh, not double team? That's the question. Who are you going to let feast? Who are you going to let get the sacks? Obviously, TJ Watt's going to get double teamed. If Stefan Tuitt's the best defensive player on this team again, he's getting double teamed. Does that mean Cameron Hayward's going to go off? Is he going to break James Harrison's sack record potentially? Bud Dupree, I don't think Bud Dupree is going to face a double team all year long, and he is going to feast if he can bring it every play like he did a year ago, and it wouldn't surprise me. Could we get 40 sacks out of those four guys, that, those first four names we uh, I just listed? Gosh, the, the rest of the NFL better hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happened because they are extremely talented and such a tight-knit group. Kicking things back to inside linebacker, the first name on the list, um, Mr. Pony Fade, who no longer is rocking that Pony Fade. Devin Bush cut to, cut that thing off the back of his head. I think Cam Hayward finally bullied it off of him. Uh, of course, uh, you, you've uh, seen those Twitter rants uh, between the two. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State products always barbing at each other. But the Pony Fade is gone, uh, as uh, we some of us have uh, noticed on uh, some of the Steelers' uh, picks from training camp. So, Devin Bush, I expect a, a big bump in, in year two. Uh, he At times early last year, he struggled a little bit, um, just kind of learning formation, assignment, whatnot. Uh, an extra year in the system, I see no reason to believe why he won't be better um, than he was a year ago. And he was still, I believe, was just absolutely standing um, as a rookie. Devin Bush, uh, that was a trade the Steelers needed to make uh, to uh, address that inside linebacker position. Um, and uh, it's worked out for them 
spades so far. And I, I seriously couldn't say it any, any better, but uh, Devin Bush uh, taking an even bigger uh, step forward this year and potentially uh, earning his first Pro Bowl nomination, which uh, knowing Steelers Nation, I think we probably get that job done. The guy lining up beside him, um, I think some Steelers fans might be expecting uh, might expecting it to be uh, one Ulysses Gilbert the third potentially being the starter, but I Vin William bounced uh, back from it uh, is kind of down this year year ago. He played last year. The Steelers' run defense was way better than it was when he was not on the field. He battled a bit of injury that I don't think was uh, reported as, uh, as much as it should have been because I think uh, I think he plays a whole lot more if he's healthier last year. And uh, I don't know how much Mark Barron necessarily plays um, if Vince Williams was a bit healthier, especially on those running situations. Uh, Vince Williams, expect... Uh, if you get a healthy 16 out of him, he, of course he is, his, he is aging make that, but uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if that is something that we saw out of him. Um, and then uh, that rounds out our front, in this case, our front six. Um, our, our next guy we're going to list off here, Mr. Mike Hilton in the slot. Um, he's another guy that's going to pay 21 really stinks that the that the smaller cap could be dropped. The Steelers have so many guys that are in need of a new contract here. And obviously, I know a few of us are kind of hoping for uh, for these deals coming through the pipeline in the next couple of days here. But with so much uncertainty uh, surrounding the cap, um, the Steelers would probably be foolish to be signing guys to these, uh, these long-term deals now unless they were back-ended with all the money coming off the books in 2025. That's not going to happen. Kill uh, will be a Song, but I wouldn't be surprised if he can uh, rack up a couple sacks, if he if he could uh, haul in a couple picks. But the thing is, the Steelers don't have any cap space, but neither does the rest of the NFL. So it's potential he could come back and just kind of get the short end of the stick, I, I guess you want to say, in uh, in terms of money. Um, I don't know what uh, what Mike Hilton's going to command on the open market. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, what the cornerback do, I argue, at the very least, is a top five cornerback do on the NFL and potentially the deepest uh, position on this entire Steelers team in uh, Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Oh, Joe Hayden just keeps bringing it. Uh, he is, uh, I believe, entering year 11 now, 31 years of age, uh, out of uh, the University of Florida. What a free agent ad both of these guys were. Oh, uh, Steven Nelson projects, and you know what, before I even mention it, Steven Nelson, the, the Steelers signing him to a three-year deal kind of makes me sick now because he is going to get paid at the end of 2021 season. Uh, in that 2022 offseason, that man is going to be one of the highest paid corners in football. Wow, what an ad he has been. Um, those two two guys combined uh, for, I believe, six interceptions last year. That number could be... a even more than that, especially if the Steelers start playing with leads, which uh, they didn't do a whole lot last year, and especially if the offense starts to blow up a little bit, put some more points on the board to force opposite op- opposition offenses to throw the ball down the field a whole lot more. There's going to be a whole lot more opportunity for interceptions across the board. Um, and I feel like I'm gushing and just saying, like, all these guys are going to get crazy stats, but they all could potentially have some ridiculous stat line. The thing is, the the only guys that are going to take away the stats from these uh, Steelers defenders are each other because they're just so good as a unit. They're going to be flying all over, 
all all over the field. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if uh, either of these corners break uh, five interceptions apiece. Uh, Joe Hayden's career uh, uh, interceptions uh, statistical lead was uh, six in a year. Uh, he did that as a member of the Cleveland Browns. I'd love to see him match that or even surpass it. Uh, Joe Hayden, at this point in his career, honestly, he feels more like a Steelers legend than he does a Browns uh, player. Um, I, I wonder what your guys' thoughts are on that. Uh, make sure you hit up the live chat. I, I wonder if Joe Hayden, at this point, if you feel like he is a Steeler, he should retire Steeler, or if he is a Cleveland Brown still, if his career were to come to an end, say, after this season, um, just hypothetically speaking. Uh, lastly, our two safety spots, uh, Terrell Edmonds. Um, I will break down first a little bit here. He uh, he kind of gets a short end of the stick as well sometimes from us as fans uh, being caught out of position. But sometimes I don't know if that's necessarily on him. I think that might be some breakdowns elsewhere. But Edmonds is a guy that if, if he can take that next peak better in the past game, whoo, if he if he can develop those on ball skills. Uh, there is no weak spot in the Steelers defense then. Uh, and I think Terrell Edmonds is, uh, is kind of the key here. If he, uh, if he is someone that uh, can really kind of figure it out, uh, if he can put it together this year, we are talking Super Bowl defense, uh, dare I say, a, a defense that is that should be uh, mentioned with the 76 Steelers, the 85 Bears, the 2008 Steelers even. There's a lot of great defensive units in football. But the Pittsburgh Steelers of 2020, I think, should be one of them, especially if teams start to fold because of the whole pandemic thing and uh, st- slow starts. And I, I think the the best teams this year are going to put up the best stats, uh, and they're going to bury the, the worst teams more so than ever, especially with not having a crowd. Momentum, the momentum's just going to fall the teams that are better, and that's what it's going to come down to. And the Steelers are really good this year, especially especially since they added the last guy on this list, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. What can you say about Minka other than when he came to the team, uh, this defense went from uh, good, no, not even good. They went from great to elite. And Minka Fitzpatrick, um, he didn't get a single, single rep in training camp a year ago. He came in in week, what, week three, uh, Tuesday, heading into San Francisco. He was responsible for either two or three turnovers. I know we got that interception, forced a fumble. I can't remember if he forced two fumbles. Uh, but, May- oh, my goodness, Minka Fitzpatrick, what a trade that was. And, of course, seeing that Jamal Adams deal coming down through the pipeline, uh, it, it blows my mind at an absolute steal that we only got the guy for one first-round pick. If you had to redo that deal this year, Minka Fitzpatrick's probably going for at least two picks. Uh, two first-round picks make that. Uh, and probably something else too. Um, so this Steelers defense is absolutely loaded across the board. Their depth chart uh, is uh, honestly makes me a little giddy. If there's an injury, I, I have no problem if uh, Cam Sutton has to hit the field. Um, if Alex Highsmith is asked to take more snaps, he is someone in Charlotte that uh, um, when he, uh, during his college career, put up a ridiculous amount of stats. And, and Tabo Swinney of uh, a Clemson team that came within one game of the national championship uh, he gave a ton of praise to Mr. Highsmith, and uh, he is definitely going to be someone who's a contributing factor of this team in the future. Um, this Steelers team, when you look at that 53, 
I I don't see there, why there's no reason that they can't compete with the Baltimore Ravens, why they can't compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, why they can't be in a Super Bowl, why they can't be uh, hoisting a Lombardi at the end of the 2020 season. They they have what it takes. I think having a veteran quarterback like Ben is going to be an advantage in a super, super strange offseason uh, advantage Steelers compared to uh, a Baltimore or Kansas City with their young guys. Of course, those two QBs, um, they uh, they do some great stuff. And uh, I, I probably would expect more greatness out of them. But, um, the veteran abilities of Ben and combined with this defense, if the Steelers are averaging 23 points a game on offense – uh, I, I can't see them lose more than four games, to be honest with you. It, it, it just doesn't – the talent of this defense, even if there is injury, this team is going to win games. Um, there's just too much depth, too much talent. And if they can take leads, if uh, Ben's elbow is good, oh, this Steelers team should be flirting uh, with that AFC North uh, title if they can do that. Um, I, I don't see why they can't be competing for that single buy spot. Of course, that seven that seven team expanded playoffs. There's absolutely no reason the Steelers, uh, at the very least, won't be one of the three wild card teams. Um, and you know what? I, I don't see a reason why they uh, they should be finishing um, second or worse in this division. I, I don't see it happening. I, I think the Steelers team is going to be one we talk about for years to come. Um, let's just hope the season gets underway. Um, with that all said. And while I sign off here, I, I just want to uh, make sure um, before uh, we get out that uh, all you guys that are in the live chat or listening uh, live right now, um, head over to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages uh, behind the Steel Curtain. On Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at BT Steel Curtain. On Facebook, you can just search behind the Steel Curtain. Um, we are running that uh, that uh, contest, dying moments right now. Once I sign off here, um, we will. Uh, I'll be picking a winner. I'll be uh, throwing a graphic together. And at noon tomorrow, Eastern time, we will be uh, uh, revealing our winner of the jersey, uh, signed Juju uh, Smith-Schuster jersey. So make sure uh, sure you go uh, look at all those options because we want to reward you guys, our uh, BTSC loyalists. Um, And I want to thank you guys for uh, tuning along with me today. Um, As always, I am Deputy Editor Michael Beck, uh, running the social media these days. So I hope you're enjoying that content as well. Thanks for uh, tuning along to the live mic, guys, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Have a great